besties. What's up? Welcome back to Parked Car Combos. I'm Maddie Mitchell, in case you were unaware. Um, thanks so much for being here. Little spiel for a second because I'm just a mess. The last few days have just, I have been a mess for like five days now. It's Tuesday. Red Taylor's version came out on Friday and basically wrecked me the entire weekend in the best way possible, in the best way possible. Um, and then, um, I posted a TikTok on Sunday night that just blew up yesterday uh, and it's about children of TikTok and all of my favorite, well, it really it's all my favorite parents of my favorite children on TikTok, um, have been following me and messaging me and it's like literally the coolest thing ever. So that's been, that's been fun. Um, and yeah, I, I, so, okay. So I had a bunch of episodes laid out. I still do. I had like my next five episodes laid out and I was so excited and I started to record one yesterday that that one is still going to go up this week because <laughs> I love torturing myself. Um, but as I started to record that one yesterday, I was like, I have been incessantly bothering my friends talking about red Taylor's version, obviously. Um, and my mom, I've just been ranting to my mom about things that she has no, she has no idea about, you know what I mean? And I just thought, you know what, girl, you have a podcast. Just talk about it on there. Talk about it on there. So I thought I would do that today. So if you don't like Taylor Swift, you probably won't like slash understand this episode. Um, and that's fine because like I said, in two days, in a day, in one day, you'll have another episode um, from me because, um, I've already, I was already planning on doing that one this week, but I just thought this could be a fun little bonus episode. Um, so yeah, if you're into it, let me know. Um, as always, you should follow the podcast, Instagram at parkedcarconvos.pod. Uh, you should follow the podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on. So that way you get notified whenever I upload a new episode because, I'm consistently inconsistent. And also, if you're on Apple Podcasts and you want to leave a review or rate the podcast, if you want to leave a review, you have a chance to be the first person to ever leave a review on the podcast. And that means that I will be legally binding naming my firstborn child after you. So, um, no one has taken me up on that offer yet. So crazy, so bizarre. Um, anyways. All right, let's get it. Let's get into this. Let's get into this. Um, okay. So for those of you who don't know, or maybe you do, maybe everyone knows, but if you're not like a huge Taylor Swift fan, if you don't follow her, you know, super actively, then, um, you might not know this. So what Taylor has been doing, sweet angel Blondie Taylor has been, uh, re-recording a bunch of her past albums that she released like 10 years ago because she didn't own the rights to those albums, right? Those rights, she made it very clear to her management that she wanted to buy the rights to those albums and then they sold them, um, much to her dismay, obviously. So it reached a certain point sometime last year in 2020 where she was able to um, re-record the albums and own them herself. So she's been doing that. And there was a really big thing with Red, the album that she released on Friday, that she re-released on Friday because she also released a ton of songs. Um, the, the entire album has 30 songs on it, which is just insane. Literal gift from God. I cannot even explain. But 
um, she released all these new songs that she had originally recorded for the album that uh, her management like didn't advised against her putting on the album the first time around or just didn't allow her to do. So this time, since she owns it, she was like, fuck that. I'm going to put whatever I want on this album. And so there's a bunch of new songs on there, including the um, long-awaited 10-minute version of her song, All Too Well. That song... That song is literally, I, I have no words. It is the most poetic song that she's ever written. In my opinion, I love it so much, literally so much. The 10 minute version absolutely lived up to the hype. And then in conjunction with that, she released a short film for all too well, the 10 minute version, Taylor's version. Um, and that was fucking amazing. And then she released another music video on Monday because she must literally never sleep. And that was amazing. She released that one yesterday morning. So amazing. And so I kind of just wanted to like get into all this and just like basically just vent about how amazing she is and how amazing every single song is and kind of talking about my favorites and, and all that jazz. And I wanted to start off by telling you a story because um, that's all I like to do in life. And you know what? The story has to do with me being in college, which as we all know, traumatizing, right? And I was an English major in college for two and a half years. I, you might be thinking, Maddie, why didn't you just graduate as an English major? You already had done it for two and a half years. Such a great point. Such a great point. But I was told halfway through my junior year that I could not be a double major anymore, even though I had been for a year and a half, or I have been actually, I have been a double major since my, the beginning of my freshman year, I just had switched my second major from education to marketing. <laughs> classic, classic, uh, you know, those are so similar. And, but I kept English the entire time. And I was told that I couldn't graduate with English and marketing. No one asked for the story. Okay. Anyways, I had taken an English class my junior, mm, sophomore year, sophomore year. And it was a poetry class. And I I loved taking English classes because um, they were just like a really nice change of pace. Like college classes can be like really stressful, especially business classes. Like you have these like men in suits that are like leading the classes and they're like intimidating and rude and you know what I mean? And, and all my English classes were just so laid back. The professors were always so kind, except some, some of them didn't like me very much but they were very for the most part they're very like just very nice very understanding a very you know chill atmosphere and um this class that I took a poetry class I forget I think it was I forget what it was called something poetry modern poetry classic poetry some sort of poetry I really like I love poetry I love reading poetry I'm terrible at writing it but I really do like reading poetry and this class was really really good take a shot every time I say poetry you will have to get your stomach pumped anyways um okay so this class was taught by a priest I think I you know I think he was gay but I don't think he's allowed to say that or is allowed to be is he allowed to be gay he gay priest vibes to the max and and he was amazing he was literally one of my favorite professors of all time and, um, he also, he, he was just like a very, I don't know. He was just like very kind. He was very fun. He was very like hip. He wasn't like super old. Cause I know you probably think priest and you think like ancient, but no, he was like young and he was so nice. And then, um, but the class itself 
weirdly enough was like all girls because I mean I went to a really small school um and the English major there was primarily girls um but yeah so the class the class was it was good it was fun we like read a lot of cool poetry it was, it was great except I was a sophomore at the time and there was a bunch of seniors in this class right and they were just uh, they were very there's like kind of a stereotype with English majors that can be like very pretentious and they just think that you know it's it's kind of like the exact stereotype that Taylor talks about when she talks about like the guy that like loves indie music and he thinks he's so much cooler than everyone like that is exactly like the pretentious stereotype of English majors and I I had classes with a lot of those a lot of that kind you know what I mean and um and that's what these girls were. There's a group of probably like three or four of them. Very like, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe them. They were like outwardly rude. They definitely had like a superiority complex because they were seniors. They had like had this professor before. So like they like bonded with him. He like really liked them. And it was just like a very strange dynamic, but this one girl, her name was Brittany. <laughs> Fuck you, Brittany. Um, she was just like, she she really thought she really thought it was like so much better than everyone and like did not try and hide it um like several times she would like kind of blatantly laugh at things people would say or she would like turn to her it was very like weirdly mean girls and I'm like you're literally 22 like are you not past this no okay but I had um this class with one of my really good friends which was like thank god I because these girls were ruthless so it, it was nice that I at least had a friend in the class and we um, teamed up together to do a project and this project that we had to do that was like it was like our big project for this semester and it was essentially we were told to take a a singer a songwriter a musical artist right and basically like dissect their lyrics and compare it to poetry right which makes sense because like so many lyrics are are exactly like poetry right they read like poems they're you know they have rhyming patterns they have you know different tones and that that whole shebang they have rhythm and everything that a poem has lyrics have typically so um me and my friend chose Taylor Swift and basically you would have to take like I think it was like three I don't know three to five songs by that artist and like you had to present them to the class and like compare them, point out different things that made the lyrics like poems, you know what I mean? And it was a really, it was actually a really fun project. And so me and my friend did Taylor Swift. And on the day that we had to come to class and like, and like we had to go around and say who we were doing so that way no one was doing the same person. And it was so funny because like, to me, I was like, Oh, I feel like we, we should have a backup because I'm like, everyone is going to want to do Taylor Swift. Like, her she's like known for having just genius song lyrics that are so you know so deep so insightful so thought-provoking she can just put so many people's like thoughts into words I'm like we're gonna have to come up with a backup because someone else is gonna take Taylor for sure and um sure enough it was fine we didn't have to have a backup everyone else chose like literally people I had never heard of before because they were like trying to flex that they like knew all these people that like like oh this is like really underground like you probably never heard of them like shut up like they were they were literally those types of people and um when it got when it got to us we were like oh we're gonna do Taylor Swift and um 
like he was like writing it down for us, whatever. And this bitch, Brittany, literally started like laughing with her, like audibly snickering with her friends because she thought that like Taylor Swift was like stupid. And also, I want to say I know a lot of girls like went through a phase where when they were in like a pick me phase where they wanted to pretend that they hated Taylor Swift and like they thought that it was like too mainstream to like Taylor Swift. So they were like, eh, like that's so lame. and eh. So maybe she was just like at that stage in her life. Maybe she's seen the light now, but like, come on, come on. So that was, that was just insane. And then we had to get up like a few weeks later and do the presentation. And, um, in the, in the presentation, we had, like, we picked a song from like, I think we picked one song from like five albums, which was like really cool because, um, if you like, as you, I'm sure you guys know, like all of Taylor's albums are so unique. Like they're all so different. They all have like different tones and, um, are just very, they, they are so different from one another. So it was really like, we did really well on the, on the project because like, duh Taylor Swift has the best song lyrics and um the whole time this girl was like oh like she would like ask us questions like intentionally like intentionally annoying questions that she knew we probably wouldn't know the answer to like just to be a bitch oh my god I hated this girl um so anyways I hope that that girl I hope Britney's out there somewhere and I hope that she listened to the 10 minute version of all too well I hope she watched the fucking music video and I hope she was like damn damn Taylor Swift can write really good lyrics like fuck you dude okay so this just like made me this just made me think of this because like all of the lyrics on these songs I was just like oh my god she's a genius she's like there's no other word for it other than a genius and so um my the the first song that I listened to on the album was obviously all too well but my one of my all-time favorite songs from Red is State of Grace that's like, I, I don't know why that has always been like one of my all time favorite Taylor Swift songs. And, um, yeah, she really brought it. She brought it in the Taylor's version of state of grace. It was really, really good. All of like the, all of the usual suspects were just amazing, but also not, not super different. You know what I mean? Um, I love state of grace. I love red treacherous, um, I almost do stay, 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 holy ground, like just such great bops on this album. But some of the new songs, okay, this was like crazy. I don't know how I didn't know this because um, on this album, she has Better Man and Babe, which I both know from like, those are both country songs that people who are not Taylor Swift have sung. And I had no idea that she wrote them. And her version of them is just so amazing. It was like, so. I think it's so cool to listen to someone who was such like a very unique and like distinct voice, um, listen, like, uh, what's the word? Sing? Yes, you got it. Um, sing a song that I've heard like a million times from someone else. It was, oh my God, it was so good. Oh, I just love her so much. I literally love her so much. Um, but the new songs, all right, all too well, 10 minute version, actually, I cried when I listened to it the first time. It was just so, I, I just don't know. I like the whole time I was like, first of all, what does a 10 minute song even fucking sound like? Like as much as I obviously had so much faith in Taylor, I was like, I don't, I can't even picture listening to a a 10 minute long song. What does, how does that work? You know, because 
songs traditionally have like a very straightforward trajectory of like the first verse and then the chorus and then the second verse and then the chorus and then the bridge and then the like you know so I was like what does a 10 minute song even look like what is it going to sound like is it going to sound like three different songs combined into one is it going to sound like just one super long song and I think I was just so pleasantly surprised by the way that it literally flowed so amazingly. Not that I, not that I expected anything less, but it, it really, it just like, it seamlessly went from one verse into the next. I don't know how many, like seven verses in that song, but it was so good. It was so seamless. It was frictionless to quote, um, Cody Co. obviously I I just like it was so good it was it's so good and um then I was I was really sad that I had to wait literally all day to um watch the short film which came out that night and I it was so cool because I I watched it right at what seven when it came out and I was watching it and it was like the actual premiere of it so there was like people you know, in the chat watching, it was just like so cool that we were all doing that together. And, um, it was just amazing. It was simply amazing. I literally loved Dylan O'Brien. So it was so cool that he was in it and it was just so well done the way that it was structured to be like beginning, middle and end kind of, um, like the first part of it when it's like them, like, in like the honeymoon stage of their relationship and then you know things start to get rocky and then they're fighting and then it ends and then she's sad but then you know 13 years later there she is doing it was just so good it was so good the acting was so good I had never heard of Sadie Sink is that her name or am I completely making up her last name I had never heard of her um she was amazing I loved that she like stayed true to the um the age difference between her and Jake Gyllenhaal that was nothing short of iconic and savage and there was just like so many things there was just so many like small details that like she didn't she didn't need she didn't need to do all of it and she did and it was so good because of it you know what I mean Um, and I just really, I, I spent a lot of time on Friday just thinking like, what is Jake, like, where is Jake Gyllenhaal right now? What is he doing in the world? And I'm, I saw, I actually saw a TikTok before I sat down to record this, um, that was of someone seeing him at Trader Joe's like this weekend. And I, I thought that is so bold. It is so like, I honestly, because if someone, it's one thing, it is one thing for Taylor Swift to write a song about you after you break up, like completely shitting on you, right? That is one thing. And and he is in good company that of people that that's happened to, right? It is a completely other, another thing for her to then resurrect the same song. And this is again, going to happen for like Harry Styles, for um, John Mayer, like all these other people that she's written songs about that she will re-release those songs eventually. But I just cannot even imagine like you had to go through it once where everyone was like because everyone always knows who they're about like they're always so obvious and then 10 years later you have to live with her re-releasing it and like the hype that was that came from this album I was like not that I was surprised because like everyone loves everything she does but it's just like kind of crazy that she can literally re-release the same songs and like everyone gets so excited and she did it in like such a good way where like 
she made you want to be excited about it. Like she made you so intrigued about like, what's this song going to be and how many other songs are there and what are those going to sound like? But I don't know. I literally like cannot imagine him being like, oh, great. She's re-releasing that album. Oh, oh, great. She's also re-releasing a 10 minute version of the song where she shits on my entire existence. I cannot even fathom what the thought process would be there because she had like told like she's told people about this for years that she has been like sitting on this 10 minute version of all too well and blah 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 and she swears in it which was like such a big deal and I was dying that the fact that like what she's the swear that she says in it is fuck the patriarchy that's fucking hysterical like that is literally so funny but like people have known that she's had this 10 minute version of all too well right and so I wonder if this was this kind of like incessant fear of his, like it's, it is out there, like it exists and like, God forbid she ever releases it one day, but he probably was like, okay, well she already dropped, like the album already came out. Like she's not going to like, it's it, the damage is done. Right. Wrong. Literally so wrong, Jake. I can't, it is just so funny to think about. And then there's been pictures because if you haven't seen um, the All Too Well short film, first of all, you should go watch it. Just like even if you don't like Taylor Swift, even if like you don't even know the song, it is just like so good. It truly is like an experience and it's so like real feeling. It feels so just like authentic. I don't really know how else to describe it. It is so good. But um, there was so in the beginning of it. There's a lot of reference to like this scarf and in the in the short film, the scarf is like just this like plain red scarf that Sadie's wearing and she leaves it at Jake Gyllenhaal's sister's house, which is like the lyric in the song. And then at the very end of the short film, when it's like panning to 13 years later and, you know, Taylor's there being all successful and then it shows it shows allegedly Jake Gyllenhaal 13 years later like looking in and watching her from like the outside of this bookstore right and in that clip he's wearing this scarf because it's a whole thing that like he kept the scarf right he held on to it and so I was dying because these pictures were resurrected from the internet and literally there's pictures of Taylor walking with Jake Gyllenhaal when they were dating when she was like 20 and um she's wearing this like gray scarf with blue stripes on it and then it shows after they broke up and she's wearing and he Jake Gyllenhaal is then wearing this the gray scarf with the blue stripes on it and I'm like uh she really hit that nail on the head she said I'm leaving no stones unturned here and then it's like so funny to listen to her and um I saw interviews of her and Dylan from the premiere of the all too well short film where everyone, all these reporters are asking her like, oh, like all of your fans are speculating on like who this is about, because obviously she's never been able to say it for so many reasons. But the fact that like, then she has to sit up there and be like, be like, oh, what? No. And like Dylan O'Brien was like, oh no, I had, I've never heard of that. I don't, I don't know what that's about. And it's like, you because it's just so undeniable and then like they just both get up there and they're like yeah no that's not true what that's so crazy that people think that oh my god it is just it was too good it was too good the entire vibe of the short film was just like amazing it was like it's kind of it's one of those things where her songs are so vivid they paint such a distinct picture in your mind and to like actually see it 
on a screen in real life and be like, wait, that's exactly what I pictured when she says those words is so fun. And it's so cool and just so amazing. And so that was the, um, all too well short film again, if you haven't watched, even if you have watched it, just go watch it again. Like I watched it like probably six times that night. Cause I just couldn't get over it. It was so good. It was so good. And then on Saturday night, she performed the 10 minute version on, on SNL, which was crazy. I'm like, how do you get up there and sing for 10 minutes? That is insane. And she did so well. She did so well. It was so good. And all of her friends were there, which I just like her entire friend group is like every celebrity I would want to be friends with if I was famous. You know what I mean? Like she's best friends with Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. Absolute icons. She's best friends with Selena Gomez, who I have loved since I was literally 11 years old. Like just like the coolest people, Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas were there. Um, who else? There was a couple other people that were there like for her. And then they like went to this after party and I had FOMO. I would have like to be a fly on the wall at that after party. That is insane. Um, and then, and then, and then, and then the next morning on Sunday, Taylor and Blake Lively posted that, um, there was another music video coming out on Monday, yesterday, and that Blake Lively directed it. And I I literally have no words. Blake Lively has been, is like one of my all time favorite humans. Like I love her so much. I love everything she's been in. She's just such an amazing actress. She's so fucking funny. Her and Ryan Reynolds are like literally the cutest couple ever. Their children are like, it's just, they're, they're so wholesome and I love them. And the fact that Blake Lively was directing this music video to one of my favorite songs, one of my favorite new songs on the album it was just like a surreal thing where I was like, this feels like a dream. Like this feels like I dreamt this up because there's no way. And, um, yeah. So Blake directed the, I bet you think about me music video. And I was so fucking excited when I saw that and it came out yesterday morning and I watched it. (laughs) Literally. I cannot explain, I cannot explain enough how much of like a fever dream this felt like because I sat down to watch it. Right. And I literally press play. And the first face I see on the screen is Miles Teller. And if you don't know who Miles Teller is, he was the actor that was in literally every single movie in like 2014. He was in the Divergent series. He was in the Spectacular Now. He was in um, a movie that me and my friend are obsessed with, Two Night Stand. Um, What else? I need to like find out what else he's been in. I just, he was literally in everything, I feel like. He's been in a bunch of like war movies that I've never seen. He was in Footloose, like the recreation of Footloose. He was in that awkward moment. Um, what else? What else? What else? I've never heard of like half these things. He's just been in a lot of shit and he's really fucking funny. He's like, oh my God, I, I love this man. And it's so funny because my friend Hannah, my best friend Hannah, I hope she's listening to this. Um, she has just this insane ability to not know any celebrities um I actually like it like it's uncanny I showed her a picture of Johnny Depp last year and she goes oh yeah that's the Tiger King like she knows no celebrities at all uh like it's actually borderline like insane how she's gone so far in her life without knowing any celebrities and if you ask that girl 
who her favorite actor was. You know, she wouldn't say Ryan Reynolds. She wouldn't say Brad Pitt. She wouldn't say any like famous person. She would say Miles Teller. Not that Miles Teller isn't famous, but he's definitely not like, you know, insanely famous. He's not like at the front of everyone's mind when they think of an actor. And, and so Hannah and I have been obsessed with this guy for literally so long. And so when I go to click play and I see his face, I actually screamed. I was so, because also I think because they talked about, like we knew that Dylan O'Brien and Sadie Sink were starring in the All Too Well short film, like a few days before it came out, right? And I just, they never said that Miles Teller was starring in this one, which is like, he is a very well-known actor. Like it's not like some random nobody. So I, I was just shocked that like, that's who they had playing this part. And he was so fucking amazing in this. I literally cannot, I cannot speak highly enough of this music video and of his acting ability in it because he just did everything like right. Do you know what I mean? Not to mention he's literally so hot and I haven't like seen his face in years because he doesn't even have an Instagram. So I like you, he's not a person you frequently see like on social media or anything And so just to be able to see his face like after years of not seeing his face was just so nice. That in and of itself, just amazing. Um, Literally love. I love this man. I love this man. And he, the music video itself, the cinematography and just like the overall mise-en-scene were just beautiful. Like it was just so aesthetically pleasing to look at. Like everything was so pretty and so perfect. And it had there's actually I I was watching a TikTok this morning that was comparing um a lot of it to uh Alice in Wonderland which I had not drawn that comparison and then of course Taylor has a song called Wonderland um on the 1989 album so it was just mm, so many so many hints being dropped there but like the overall like feeling of this song is I don't even know what I don't even know where to start okay the song itself was from from Friday was like one of my favorite new songs it's like it's funny because it's featuring Chris Stapleton but he never gets his own like solo in it which I think is so funny because Chris Stapleton is such a good artist and Taylor Swift literally was like ayo can you sing back up for me like that is iconic that is fucking iconic but his voice really does bring a lot to it and it the song itself is so fucking funny it's called I bet you think about me it's basically just like her saying exactly what the title says that like oh even though they broke up and he's with this new girl like I'm sure I cross your mind like all the time and I bet you always think about like what we had and how that's actually what you want and blah 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 and it's just it's just it's like a but it's a very light-hearted song at the same time like even though it kind of is like heavy and it has some really good lines like oh my god one of my absolute favorite lines is in that song and um it's really it's just it's it's such a fun and it's like it definitely has like a country vibe to it too because um there's a lot of like country-ish types of songs on this album and I oh, I need to find the lyric because I don't want to I don't want to do it dirty let me see um so so this the music video takes place at Miles Teller's wedding to another woman not to Taylor Swift to another woman right and basically what's going on is he he starts off and he's looking at himself in the mirror and he's rehearsing his vows okay and 
then all of a sudden his reflection in the mirror becomes Taylor Swift. What? What? I, I literally can't. Becomes Taylor Swift. And she's dressed in red because duh. And everyone else is like dressed in white at the wedding, which I thought was so funny because like it's so, isn't that so against the rules to like wear white to a wedding and everyone's wearing white. And so the whole premise of the music video is essentially that he's at his wedding to some other girl and he just is seeing Taylor Swift everywhere he looks. And it's like, because she's there and like, she's just being a menace to society at this wedding. She's like destroying the cake. She's like, uh, hanging out with the flower girls. She's just being a disaster. Right. And it like, I cannot explain enough how much Miles Taylor's like mannerisms and facial expressions like made the entire thing for me. And so did Taylor, like Taylor was just so it was, it has such like a playful feel to it, but oh my God, it is, it is so good. All right. My favorite line in the entire song. Um, okay. Does it make you feel sad that the love that you're looking for is the love that you had? And the way that she sings this in the music video is amazing. And it's while they're dancing. Oh, I can't, I hate that. I like can't explain it well enough, but you need to watch that music video if you have. And I'm sure you already have, if you're listening to this, because you obviously love, love Taylor. If you're, if you're listening to this at this point, but I need to take a deep breath because I'm just so amped up about this. And I was so excited that that was a song that she was going to be doing a music video for, because I just think it, it's another one that paints such a vivid picture and it's just so good. Um, another one of my favorite songs is, uh, the very first night. That was a really good new one. Forever winter. I love the overall, like, um, what, what am I looking for? The beat? No, the tune. I don't know. The like forever winter is such a good song and it's very, it feels very uplifting and it's really, really sad. It's about like mental health and, and all of that. And it's like a really kind of dark song, but it's set to like very uplifting music. It kind of reminds me of like, sh- like musical theater for some reason. I can't explain why, but it is a really, really good song. It's one of my favorites. And then me at all of them. Girl at Home is so good. I literally love that song so much. That one is such a bop. I, I liked that there was like a good mix between like absolute bops that were new and then, you know, slower kind of like ballad songs because because Red honestly has a lot of good like upbeat songs like Stay, 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 We Were Never Getting Back Together, 22, I Knew You Were Trouble. Like all of those are like fun songs, Holy Ground, The Lucky One, Starlight. Like there's a lot of fun songs on this album, even like on the original, obviously. And then there's a good amount of fun songs with the new songs too, which is fun. Um, Nothing New. Everyone is obsessed with Nothing New. That is the one featuring um, Phoebe Bridgers. And that one is really, really good as well. And I, I don't know. I just... Every single song was everything I wanted it to be and more. Also, I should have said this when I was talking about the 10 minute version of All Too Well, but the way that there was like different instruments in the 10 minute version versus just like the regular five minute version was it sounded so it's just like cool to like hear songs that you've listened to a million times, like with different um, instruments behind them. Like it was just so cool to listen to. I don't know. 
I don't know. I just any like she could have played it over like a heavy metal band and I would have been like, yeah, this is so cool listening to it like that. Like I just I just love it. And so now everyone's speculating which album she's going to re-release next. And a lot of people are saying um, 1989. And a lot of people are saying uh, Speak Now. Why did I just forget the name of it? Speak Now. And in my humble opinion, I want 1989 to come out next. I really do. I, like, don't know why. And I also... I mean, because, you know, everyone bends over backwards trying to get, like, the proof of what songs, of what album's coming next. And the proof for both is just so compelling. I honestly don't know. I don't know where she's going with this. But 1989 is such a good album. But also, I feel like, because she, she has to go, it, she's kind of all over the place because she re-released um, Fearless and then this one. So she skipped over Speak Now. And it's like... I don't know. Is she going to go back to that? There's also one song that I need her to release because she never officially released it when she, when she originally recorded the album and it's, um, I'd lie that song. Not sure if you've ever heard of it. It is actually a banger and I freaking love it so much. And I used to have to listen to it in like <laughs> it wasn't even like her voice like it was her voice but like severely auto-tuned because it would get copyright striked on YouTube so it was like this weird lyric video that I would have to listen to it on on YouTube because it wasn't on and it wasn't on Apple Music or Spotify or anything because she never officially released it and I got really excited because I thought it was going to be on the re-release of Fearless. I thought that would have been like the same time and it wasn't and I was devastated. But then people were saying, oh no, I think that that one would be on the re-release of Speak Now, which I disagree with. But I hope that, I hope that whenever, whenever it happens that she ends up releasing I'd Lie from the vault because that would just be so fucking amazing. I, I just can't. And there's, Everything that she, I just like, can you imagine knowing that like, no matter what you do, no matter what you release, no matter what you put out there, everyone's just going to like eat it up. Like that is such a, I don't know, the power that she holds. I, I just can't. And also everyone's been talking about how like, since she made the all too well, you know, music video an actual like short film and not just um, a music video that like it literally could win an Oscar which is so insane because what if she did and she was like at the Oscars like with Jake Gyllenhaal and wins an Oscar I just <laughs> I can't I cannot imagine it but I can but I can because like why wouldn't she like it just makes sense it just checks out and there's just something so good about every single Taylor Swift music video. Like she has never missed when it comes to music videos. And I don't like, I'm not like an avid watcher of music videos, but hers have always been like, I remember being in like middle school and being obsessed with her music videos because they were just so good. And they, they're so good at telling a story. And that's just like who she is as a person. She's so good at telling stories and that's why everyone loves her. And that's why her songs are so good. That's why the music videos are so good. I'm like out of breath. I really am. I just get so revved up about this. But it is 
It's just, they're so amazing. So if you haven't listened to the entirety of the album, I, I actually listened to it. Um, so Friday morning, I didn't listen to it at like midnight. I didn't stay up till midnight to listen to it because I just, I couldn't do that to myself because then I also knew if I stayed up until midnight to listen to it, I would have been, um, annoyed that I, I, I didn't want to stay up for two full hours to listen to the entirety of the album. Um, so I waited until Friday morning and I went for a walk on Friday morning and it was crazy. I walked like four miles and I only listened to like half the album because it's just so long. It's so many minutes. And, um, it was great. The atmosphere on Friday morning and on Friday, the whole day, it was pouring rain here in like the afternoon. And in the morning when I went for my walk, it was so windy. So all the leaves were falling off the trees and all the trees, all the leaves on the trees are like orange and red and they look so pretty and they're falling off the trees. Literally as Taylor is in my ear saying, autumn leaves fallen down like pieces into place I can't I can't I could not have envisioned a better scenario for me to be listening to these songs for the first time I cannot I cannot do it so like such a masterpiece and then the rest of the day it was like rainy and gross and it just oh it was like I I made a TikTok and I was like I had no idea Taylor was collabing with mother nature on this album because it it literally was like how is she doing this how did she make it so it was like rainy and just like a gloomy fall day? How did she do that? I have no idea. I have no idea. But all the more power to her because it worked and it made me want to listen to the album all day long. I still haven't listened to anything else when I've been in the car. It's just read Taylor's version on repeat and I'm obsessed and I don't plan on stopping anytime soon and I feel actually completely okay with that. So, um, I think that's like all I have to say. I, I really could just go on and on and on and on and on forever, but I feel like I'm already getting sick of my voice. So I can only imagine how you guys feel, but yeah, if you liked this, let me know. If you didn't like it, uh, keep it to yourself. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I hope you liked this episode. Um, if this wasn't your cup of tea, don't worry. There'll be another episode in two days. That'll be funny. And I'm really excited for that one too. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys are having a good day, a good week, whenever you're listening to this and, um, thanks so much for being here. Bye.